Hello and welcome to week three of Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation, our fantasy booking show each and every Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. If this is your first time, you are in for a big treat. My name is Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher 24. The show is at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a follow interact with us we would greatly appreciate it and make sure that you're subscribed to the bodyslam.net youtube channel make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast whether that be spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever give us a five-star review we would appreciate that again my name is chris belcher i'm your host and with me is mr andy yuck uh, andy york <laughs> i've read your shirt and was trying to say the young bucks <laughs> You you get it. That's my wrestling name from now on is Andy Yuck. <laughs> oh, good grief, man. That was great. How's it going, man? <laughs> it's good now, man. I, I got my wrestling name. That's my new uh, president of PBWF Mayhem is Andy Yuck. So I'm, that's a t-shirt. That's going to be a t-shirt. <laughs> that's your ring name. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. Woo, here we are, week three. Um Mr. Brad Beal was not able to be with us during this session. He is a little under the weather. So we're going to be flying solo. Uh, if you listen to week one, you will know that week three is probably not going to sound like week one. That is because Brad controls all the madness and Brad's not here to control it. So as Andy said before we recorded everything, it's amazing that we do a podcast <laughs> twice, a week. twice a week. And it sounds halfway decent. Um, <laughs> but here we are. So, man. Uh, let's catch everybody up. If you haven't listened to week one and week two, we encourage you to go back and do that. We're going to give you a brief, sy brief synopsis. I can't talk. <laughs> and give you a brief synopsis of what happened. Give each other some feedback since Brad's not here to do that for us. Um, and then to try to catch you up. And then we'll move right into week three, man. So, uh, Andy, go ahead and remind everybody what happened in week two of Mayhem. So week two, we continued our opening round uh, matchups for our men's tournament as well as our women's. And it started off with John Moxley versus Adam Hangman Page in a very stiff contested match. Uh, John Moxley picked up the win, but after the match, Page attacked him from behind, turning heel, turning on him, uh, beating him down, busting him open with a chair shot right to the dome. Mm. Um, and then backstage, Renee tried to talk to him and he shoved Renee out of the way and kind of walked off. Uh, we had our first uh, our first uh, triple threat tag team match to see the winner move on to Conquest of Champions with FTR versus New Day versus the Lucha Brothers with FTR winning after hitting stereo pedigrees mm. uh, to pick up the win. Um, Ruby Soho defeated uh, Sasha Banks via roll-up to kind of have a shock win to move on to face Becky at Conquest of Champions. Uh, CM Punk defeated Powerhouse Hobbs in a match where he basically had to survive because powerhouse Hobbs was powerhousing him. There mm -hmm. you go. Uh, and then the main event, Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins picks up the win after kind of barely beating uh, Samoa Joe. And then as we go off the air, we have a parking lot brawl between John Moxley and page as Moxley finally found him in the parking lot, threw his head through a car window before security could get to him and kind of broke everything up. I mean, he kind of shoved his wife out of the way. Hey, yeah. You gotta go. You gotta go. And, def you know, and defend, defend the tournament. That's right. Uh, that was really good. A lot of interesting stuff, especially Ruby Soho picking up the win. Like that was, that was a big shocker. <laughs> that's like, that's like Charlotte Flair losing to Alexa Bliss or what happened in week two. You yeah, know? That, that's a big one. It was. It was. That's a big one. I like that. I like this new attitude of Hangman. I think um, 
going in a different direction and losing the cowboy stuff or not necessarily losing the cowboy stuff, but being more of like a, a wild, wild West versus, I uh, can't think of the comparison, but <laughs> you, you kind of get what I mean. It's yeah. more of like more of a mean streak. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's very, very good. All right. Um, PBWF revolution week two, man, we saw, uh, Charlotte flair in another contest. As I mentioned that she came out on the losing end of, in a very quick fashion to a debuting Shayna Baszler. Uh, so hear all about that on the show. Also, we got to see DIY qualify for the tag team battle Royal. That's coming up this week, as well as the good brothers. So that field is set. That match is coming up this week. We saw Chris Jericho and Fozzie in an unforgettable <laughs> performance that I'm just going to leave right there. You're going to have to go back and listen to week two to hear the gloriousness of, that was the Fozzie performance. <laughs> and also we saw Roman Reigns in action for the first time on revolution, the bloodline in a losing effort, not without controversy though, to Matt Cardona, Brian Myers and their mystery, uh, their mystery partner edge. So uh, go back and listen to week two of both of our shows. Cause you want to hear what happened again. We just gave you a synopsis, but Andy, there's so many storylines that are, weaved in that that we totally left out yeah so i mean definitely you have to go back and listen to that stuff oh absolutely it's uh definitely we're setting up a lot of stuff for our first pay-per-views but also setting up some stuff past that as well that's right um we're leaving in you know little clues here and there about where we're heading next or you know potentially where we're heading next things like that yep um and so you know it's it's going to be a lot of fun to kind of move forward and, and go through that because i didn't even mention like some of the stuff that's going on with the house of black that uh -huh. took place in the tag team match so there's, there's right. a lot that happens and you need to go back and, and check it all out you definitely if you if you're interested in, in what else is going on now if you just want the synopsis i'm telling you you're going to miss a lot so definitely want to go back and check it out all right andy went first in week two so that means it is my turn to go first in week number three let's see what's going on on the revolution side of things We'll have 30 minutes on the clock here. Let me cue up what I got. Okay. <laughs> Make sure we're good to go. All right. 30 minutes. on Again, this sound is not going to be Brad Beal quality. Shout out to Brad. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do our best, but uh, here we go. 30 minutes on the clock and we are ready. Here we go. I think It is time to take a stand. This is the future of wrestling. This is Revolution. Hello and welcome to Ringside. I'm Tom Hannafin, joined, of course, by Corey Graves and the Hall of Famer JBL. And Corey, what a night of wrestling we have in store. What a night indeed, Tom. A tag team battle royal to determine the two teams vying for the tag team titles at Game On. And a big announcement. 
concerning the Revolution Women's Championship. Wait a minute. This isn't on my format. Here comes Matt Cardona, the major players. Matt Cardona leading the charge with Brian Myers and Chelsea Green. They get in the they get in the ring, and Matt grabs the mic and says, "Austin, get out here. We need to settle this right here, right now." Wait a minute. He's calling out the rattlesnake. That's right, Austin. I'm not scared. I want answers. Let's go. Well, asking you shall receive. Here comes Austin. He does not look thrilled. He grabs a mic. And he says, first of all, son, do yourself a favor and don't demand anything out of Stone Cold Steve Austin unless you want me to come out here and start handing out stunners. Cardona says, you give an edge the title match is just not fair. I wasn't even involved in the decision. Austin says, well, way I see it, that's just too bad. You're 0-2 in your efforts to try to impress me. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it right there. This is an injustice. Oh, wait a minute. Who? What? Coming down the aisle. That's Smart Mark Sterling. Well, what is Smart Mark doing here? As his lawyer, I must inform you that as a former world champion, Mr. Cardona is entitled to a world heavyweight championship match. It's in his contract. He gets in the ring and Austin says, let me see that contract. He lays it on the mat, and he pours a can of beer on top of it, and he stomps it. The crowd is going wild. He said, not anymore. Around here, you got to earn it. So in fairness, Matt, tonight you're going to have a one-on-one match. No excuses. One-on-one. If you win, I'll add you to the world title match with Edge and Roman. But if you lose, don't think about asking for another shot. Matt says, all right, all right, I accept. Who's my opponent? Oh, my goodness. This is not going to be an easy pass for Matt Cardona. Here comes the phenomenal AJ Styles. We will get this match when we come back. We are back in segment two. Here we go. AJ Styles versus Matt Cardona. And very strangely, during the break, Cardona asked his crew to go back to the locker room. He said he's going to handle this on his own. Okay. Well, a few minutes go by. Matt's starting to take control. He's got the power advantage and the size advantage over AJ Styles. Matt sets up on the middle rope. A missile drop kick. Looks like he's eyeing up AJ Styles for that radio silence finisher. AJ catches him in midair, though, and he turns it into a Styles clash from out of nowhere. The cover one to a foot on the rope by Matt Cardona. The ref barely saw it, but from our vantage point, it looks like somebody put Matt's foot on the rope. Wait a minute. What, what? That's Roderick Strong out there. What's Roderick doing? Here comes the rest of the undisputed era. Here comes Brian Smartmark and Chelsea and quickly followed by Edge. It's a standoff outside of the ring as we head to commercial break. We are back. 
And there are more referees out here. There's just too much going on. The Undisputed Era trying to screw AJ Styles, and the major players won't have any of that. They want this to be a fair fight. AJ, he's trying to set up again for the Styles Clash, but Roddy Strong jumps up on the apron. Myers tries to pull him down from the outside, but the referee gets involved. Behind the referee's back, boom! Super kick from Adam Cole to AJ Styles. Cardona gets in Adam Cole's face. He tells him to get out of the match, but Cardona eats a super kick as well. Both men are knocked out. The ref turns around. AJ drapes his arm over Cardona. One, two, three. AJ Styles is your winner, and that means that Matt Cardona is 0-3 in his effort to impress Steve Austin not without some controversy, though. We'll have to see how this all shakes out. We have to take a commercial break. Poor Matt. Poor Matt Cardona. We are back in segment four. We're in the backstage area, and Matt Cardona is just trashing the place. Chelsea Green grabs their bags. They're headed out of the arena. Edge, Brian, and Smart Mark, they're trying to reason with them, but they're just not having it. They're out of here. All right, we are back, ready for singles action. Here comes Dolph Ziggler, the show-off. He is awaiting his opponent. And we know that music. It is Adam Cole, baby. We saw him just get involved in the previous match. So my advice would be that he better watch his back in this one. The bell sounds. Here we go. It's a very technical matchup. A couple of minutes go by. Adam Cole is firmly in control of this one. He sets up Ziggler for that last shot. But as he hits the ropes from out of nowhere, AJ Styles flies in. Phenomenal forearm on Adam Cole. The bell sounds. Ding, ding, ding. This one's a DQ finish. It's getting thrown out. AJ Styles taking it to Adam Cole. Here comes the Undisputed Era. But, of course, here comes the club. It is mayhem. Here on Revolution, we have got to get some order restored. I don't know what Steve Austin has got to do, but something has got to give with these two factions. We have got to take a commercial break. Thank you for the mention again. You're right. welcome. <laughs> we are in the backstage area. Security is still trying to pull apart the club in the Undisputed Era. What a mess this is. We go back into the ring. The entire women's roster is out on the, uh, they're in the ring. Here comes the rattlesnake again. He's a busy man tonight. Austin grabs a mic and he says, let me tell you something. I'm going to need something stronger than a Steve Weiser to get me through <laughs> what is going on tonight. Y'all need to just chill out. I mean, with everyone's aggression and fighting and my goodness, he said, speaking of that though, it seems like the club and the Undisputed Era are having a hard time settling their differences, particularly Adam Cole and AJ Styles. So what I'm going to do at the pay-per-view, I'm putting them in a match, a singles match, not only to settle whatever is going on, but because they are pound for pound, pound, for pound the two best workers on this roster. I don't think anybody can argue with that. With that in mind, Adam Cole versus AJ Styles will be for the Revolution 
Intercontinental Championship. Because Old Stone Cold is going back to the way it used to be, bringing the prestige to that title back. Now, I'll get on to that later, but on to the matter at hand, the ladies here in the ring. The four of you ladies standing here will compete in a fatal four-way match at Game On to determine the first Revolution Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, and Candice LeRae. One of you will be our Women's Champion. Wait a minute! What is this? It's the debut of the doctor. Britt Baker is here in Revolution. Britt Baker grabs the microphone and she says, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Steve, you didn't think you were going to have a women's championship match without including the number one draft pick of the women's division, did you? You see, I've been watching the show and I saw that Roman got handed his title match because he was the number one pick. So I think it's only fair that I get the same treatment. The crowd cheers. Austin says, all right, Britt, you're right. It's going to be a fatal five-way. At game on, Britt Baker will be added to the match. And Britt, since you've decided to grace us with your presence here on Revolution, how about a match? Let's say you and... And Carmella, right now. Britt agrees. The fans cheer. We're going to have that match right after this commercial break. We are headed into segment number six. Dr. Britt Baker making her debut here on Revolution. The bell sounds. Britt charges in, goes for a spear, but Carmella rolls her up. One, two, kick out. Both women to their feet. Mella hits a super kick. The cover, one, to the shoulder up. Carmella cannot believe it. She tried to put, uh, she tried this super kick with Chelsea Green last week and couldn't put her away. She goes to put Britt Baker into the corner. She is firing off rights and lefts. She goes for a spear of her own, but Britt moves and Carmella hits the ring post. She staggers out. Britt gets up on that second turnbuckle. Pittsburgh Sunrise follows that up with the lockjaw. And of course, Carmella taps out. The bell sounds. Britt Baker gets an easy win, a strong showing here on Revolution. Commercial break. All right, we are headed to... I put these music in the wrong order, so it'll be fine. (laughs) Here we go. We are back from commercial break. Here comes the Viper, Randy Orton. He's scheduled for a match with The Miz. We are supposed to have this match two weeks ago. We're going to try to have it here tonight. Here we go. Wait a minute. Where's The Miz? What is going on here? We see up on the screen, the cameras are running backstage. We're in the parking lot. The Miz is laid out in the parking lot. Can somebody please get some order on here? What is going on? Wait a minute. Corey, 
Graves, look look in the look in the shot there. Look in the background. Who do you see? That's Eric Bischoff. What is Eric Bischoff doing on Revolution? Why is he backstage? What is going on? What does this mean? We've got to consult Steve Austin. We got to get this thing straightened out. We're going to take another commercial break. We'll be back. My goodness. We are back. We're in the trainer's room, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, we're, we're back there with the Miz. Randy Orton busts in and he swears he had nothing to do with what happened. Miz is a little shaken up, but, but he says he believes him. He believes Randy and they shake hands. They agree they're going to have a match next week. Both of them are going to be escorted by security to the ringside area. We are finally going to get this one-on-one match next week. Here we go. With the real rock star of Revolution. Of course, I'm talking about Rizak True. You gotta dig this. What a duo these two have become. Truth and booze. Gotta like that new. That new music from our truth. He's a real rock star, you know. Here comes the GOAT, their opponent, at least for now. The Ayatollah of Rock and Roller, the man that has more nicknames than championship reigns. It's Chris <laughs> Jericho. Austin said he had to have a partner. Who is it going to be? Oh, wow. Is that another debut tonight? That's Damian Priest's music. Damian Priest is coming to the ring. He is going to be Chris Jericho's partner. The bell sounds, and here we go. We're starting with Priest and Truth in the ring. Priest sizing him up, but Truth backs up, and he points at Jericho. He wants Jericho in the ring. He wants to settle what happened last week. Reluctantly, Jericho tags into the match. Truth stares, and he starts doing some some dance moves. He's trying to get Jericho to dance with him. These aren't rock dance moves. He's doing he's doing his truth gimmick. Jericho just looks around. He starts shaking his hips a little bit, finding a groove a little bit. The crowd's starting to get behind him. And just as truth gets real comfortable, bang, a Judas effect from out of nowhere. One, two, three. <laughs> this one is history. Chris Jericho gets the win. Boots hops into the ring to check on his friend, but Jericho's out of there. 
Priest is just in shock on the outside. He didn't even do anything. Jericho didn't need him. We got to take a commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. What a debut. (laughs) (laughs) We will be right back. Sorry, we are back. Segment nine. We see a graphic for next week. And we're going to see Brian Myers in his debut singles match against Roderick Strong. After what took place earlier tonight in Matt Cardona's match, as you also heard earlier, we're going to see The Miz versus Randy Orton surrounded by security next week. But right now, it is time for our main event, the Tag Team Battle Royal. Remember, the final two teams are going to square off at Game On to crown the new Tag Team Champions. Teams make their entrance. You got the Usos, the Viking Raiders, Champa and Gargano, who are on their final ride. Remember, if they don't achieve winning the tag team titles, they're done. They've said they're, they're going to split up amicably. Of course, you got Fish and O'Reilly as well, and the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. But who is the last team going to be in this matchup? Oh, my. Ladies and gentlemen, another debut tonight. It's the young upstarts, Hunter Knott and Rosario Grillo. It is TSF, the surprise team in the Battle Royal. All right. The bell sounds. Everyone's kind of in the ring. Hunter and Grillo, or Hunter Knott and Rosario Grillo, they stop. They look at Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Grillo acts like he's seen a ghost. He starts touching Gargano's face. He tries to, he touches his face. He reaches out for Gargano, but Gargano backs away. And Grillo says they're the same person. Like, what is what is going on here? He's trying to call a truce, but all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, the Usos hit a super kick on both Knot and Grillo. They spill over the top rope and they are eliminated <laughs> from this match. Not and Grillo are just begging the refs that they weren't ready. They, they need to get back in the match. They weren't ready, but they are ordered to go to the back. We have to take a commercial break. We will be right back. <laughs> we are back, and this tag team battle royal is underway. The Viking Raiders are really dominating this match. They hit the Viking experience on both Jimmy and Jey Uso. They toss them over the top rope, but Jimmy... Jimmy hits the floor. Jimmy's eliminated, but Jay hangs on. He lands on the apron. Viking Raiders charge at him, but he pulls the top rope down. He eliminates both Eric and Ivar. Both Viking Raiders have been eliminated. Jay is struggling to get to his feet, but he's pulled off the apron by TSF. They're back down here. They have caused the Usos to be eliminated from this match. Oh my goodness, the Usos are irate. We are down to Fish and O'Reilly, the Good Brothers, and DIY. We got to take one more commercial break, and we will be back with the conclusion of this match. All right, segment 11, we are back. We're towards the tail end of the match here. Johnny Gargano charges at Luke Gallows. Gallows backdrops him over the top rope. Gargano lands on the apron, a shoulder to the gut, and then he hits Gallows with that one final beat DDT back into the ring. Then Kyle O'Reilly, he locks in the triangle choke on Gallows. There's no submissions. He must just be weakening him down. All of a sudden, though, Gallows, Gallows stands up. What power by Luke Gallows. 
He's got he's got O'Reilly on his shoulders. The, the hold's still locked in. They both crash and burn over the top rope. Both Luke Gallows and Kyle O'Reilly have been eliminated in this match. We are down to Carl Anderson, Bobby Fish, and both members of DIY, Gargano and Champa, the only team still at full strength in this match. They pair off. They're hockey fighting, really taking it to each other. Finally, Gargano and Champa. They drape Anderson and Fish both over the second rope. Looks like they're setting up for a double Willows Bell DDT. But on the apron, it's Kyle O'Reilly and Luke Gallows. They pull Gargano and Champa over the top rope. They hit the floor. That's it. The bell sounds DIY has been eliminated thanks to the Good Brothers and Undisputed Era. It looks like at the pay-per-view it's going to be Anderson and Gallows and Fish and O'Reilly for the tag belts, but they all jump in the ring, of course, and they're trying to tear each other apart. My goodness, it is war between these teams. Meanwhile, DIY, they're, 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 they're officially no more. Like this, It's over for them. Thanks to the pact that they made, it's over. They're walking up the ramp. Candice LeRae comes out to meet them on the stage. They embrace, and we sign off. We'll see you next week on Revolution. Wow. I was not expecting that. I was expecting uh, Anderson and, or- or and Fish both to be eliminated and set up like a triple threat. But, but DIY is done. DIY is done. <clears throat> wow. They lasted two weeks or three weeks. <laughs> three weeks they did. <laughs> well, teaser for next week. Just tune back in. You'll see what's going to happen. It ain't over till it's over. It ain't over <laughs> till it's over, especially with Gargano and Champa. Exactly. I uh, I enjoyed uh, Britt Baker coming back. Of course you did. I thought I'm, you'd get a pop out I'm of that. I'm enjoying the uh, the brawls that continuously happen, and Stone Cold's just like, screw it. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> just let him fight. Um, I like that. Uh, I feel bad for Matt Cardona. Yeah. He's just, you know. When it rains, it pours. It does. <laughs> so I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It does. Build it does. this story. Build the story. That's right. That's what we do here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. And if you are enjoying our fantasy booking, make sure you tune in each and every Monday. And don't forget our Thursday shows where we're covering current product stuff. Um, you want our thoughts on all of that. Even some fantasy booking stuff thrown in. It's probably going to happen. Um, so make sure you check out our Thursday shows. Subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we're at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So follow along, interact with us, and we would appreciate your feedback, especially with our fantasy booking stuff. Uh, that would be great. So give us some feedback. Let us know what you like and what you don't. All right. Now the revolution is done for the week, and there was no turn. There no. was no turn with Champlain Gargano. No, no, I was kind of expecting. I know. I was I, hoping maybe Candice would turn on both of them, but that, that didn't happen either. Oh, that so. would be funny. I didn't even think <laughs> of that. Uh, got to keep the husbands and wives you together, remember? Together. Um, all right, now that Revolution is in the books, let's turn it over to Mayhem for week number three. Yep. 30 minutes on the clock. We will start when you're ready. Cracking the system, they pay me a villain. I'm back with a vengeance, like I'm a god, I can't be defeated. I am the reason, I am the source, I got a legion. The battle is mine, the one to believe in. Break down the walls, open the doors, it's hunting season. 
this is what I am. I'm causing mayhem. Heaven and hell, freedom of jail. I will prevail. Cause ahead of a snake, I'm in the field, shooting a steel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to PBWF Mayhem. I am Michael Cole, joined as always by Pat McAfee and Wade Barrett. And tonight we have a loaded show for you as we continue our opening round of our men's tournament as Kevin Owens will be taking on uh, Keith Lee. Cody Rhodes will be facing Malachi Black. On the women's side of the tournament, Jordan Grace will be making her debut as she is facing a mystery opponent. But first... Let's start off with some tag team action. Oh, here they come. The, one of the best tag teams in the world making their way out to the ring. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the young Bucks, they are making their way. We saw them last week celebrating with Kenny Omega after he, or a couple weeks ago after he defeated Darby Allen in his opening round matchup. The Bucks are in the ring, and let's see who their opponents are. Making their debut tonight as well, the two strapping mustache fellas, Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven. They're making their way out. Tyler Bate is waving very politely to the crowd as he does. Trent Seven is, is messing with his mustache as they make their way down to the ring. And the third participants in this triple threat tag team match. Brody King, Buddy Matthews, they're making their way out as the lights are kind of popping in and out as they're kind of just appearing. Buddy Matthews, though, is not in a good way after being found beaten and bloodied in his locker room a couple weeks ago. How is he going to fare in this match? He is, though, standing in the ring. He wants to start this match off as it's going to be Nick Jackson, Tyler Bate, and Buddy Matthews. They are starting this thing off in the ring. The bell rings, and right away, Nick Jackson goes for a super kick to Tyler Bate. But Tyler Bate's able to duck it and nail Nick Jackson with a German suplex. But as he turns around, eats a flying knee to Buddy Matthews, knocking him, knocking Tyler Bate out of the ring completely. Buddy turns around, though, and gets killed by a super kick sending him outside of the ring as well nick jackson bounces off the ropes and hits a flying over the top rope senton knocking both men out nick jackson grabs tyler bait rolls him back in the ring hits a springboard drop kick one two buddy is back in though to knock uh, to break up the pin nick jackson grabs buddy throws him into the corner tags in his brother matt and hits a running elbow into the corner Matt turns around and gets drilled, though, by a clothesline from Tyler Bate, followed by another German suplex to the outside of the ring. Buddy tries to roll up Tyler, though, as he's admiring his work. One, two, kick out. Buddy lands another flying knee before tagging in Brody King, the powerhouse of the House of Black. Brody King absolutely destroys Tyler Bate with a clothesline. He then looks over, grabs Trent Seven on the by the apron, by the throat, Flips him over the top rope into a Samoan drop. Mac Jackson tries to attack him from behind, but gets flipped over on his back. 
Nick tries to save his brother, but then is met with a knee from Buddy Matthews out of nowhere, sending him out of the ring. Brody picks up Matt Jackson as Nick and the Mustache Mountain are on the outside, picks him up over his head, dumps him over the top rope onto all three men. All three men, all now both tag teams and the Young Bucks and Mustache Mountain are slowly trying to pull themselves up. But out of nowhere, Buddy Matthews hits a flying over the top rope uh, dive, taking out everybody. Buddy rolls back into the ring, and both him and Brody King laid, uh, sit down cross, cross-legged as they stared on the camera as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Nick, uh, Matt Jackson, Trent Seven, and Brody King are the legal men. Brody is in full control, though. He is taking everyone out. Uh, he goes for the Gonzo Bomb on Trent Seven, but in the mid-move, he eats a super kick from Matt Jackson. Trent Seven is beginning to slowly sell his way up, but all of a sudden, Matt Jackson hits a handspring into a back rake. He doesn't do anything else except break the back. The crowd is starting to boo. Matt, Matt is selling it in. He is eating it in. But then all of a sudden he gets kicked in the back. Uh, he kicks the he super kicks the back of Trent's knee. Hits a drop kick to the back of his neck as well. He climbs to the top rope, tries to hit a crossbody on Brody, but Brody catches him and nails him with the fallaway slam. Trent Seven gets back and tries to chop block uh, Brody's leg, sending Brody down to his one knee. Trent then tags in Tyler. Trent fakes like he's going to go for the chop. When Brody sells down though, he hits him with a DDT followed by a swanton bomb from Tyler Bate. One to kick out both Tyler Bate and Trent Seven turn around and eat stereo super kicks from the Young Bucks followed by stereo Canadian destroyers knocking both men out of the ring completely Nick exits the ring Matt goes for the cover but uh, but uh, one two Buddy is able to come in and break it up this time Brody goes to tag in Buddy Murphy or Buddy, Buddy Murphy Buddy Matthews same person uh, <laughs> but all of a sudden the lights go out Buddy Matthews was on the apron but when they come back on Buddy Matthews is gone. And the only thing that's left in the corner is a trail of blood and a streak of blood going down the side of the apron. Brody looks completely shocked and confused, but before he can do anything, both Matt and Tyler chop block both of his knees and drop kick him out of the ring. It's just down to the Young Bucks and Mustache Mountain at this point. As they look on as what they just did and as they look kind of freaked out by the trail of blood that is in the corner of the ring, Matt Jackson tries to quickly roll up Tyler Bate. One, to kick out. Tyler tries to get up as quick as he can, but eats another super kick. Nick tags himself in. Tyler goes after Matt, but Matt picks him up, and the Bucks hit more bang for your buck, followed by the Beal driver. One, two, three. The Young Bucks win, and they will move on to Conquest of Champions to face FTR for the Tag Team Championships. What a match between all of these teams. We got to figure out what's going on with House of Black, though. Who is orchestrating these attacks against them. What is going to happen as we cut to commercial break? A Beal <laughs> We come back from commercial break. Adam Hangman Page is on his way to the ring as order of William Regal to answer for what he did last week. He has to tell the crowd, he has to tell the fans why he did what he did. There's a lot of questions just for the random attack after losing to John Moxley. Page grabs the mic. He says, he says everyone's been asking him what got into him. Why would he attack, attack Moxley after their match? Why would he turn his back on, the, on his fans? And Page says he honestly didn't mean for that to happen. 
He just couldn't take it after losing. He wanted to win this tournament more than anything, and he couldn't accept defeat. So he wants John Moxley to come out here, and so he can apologize to him face to face like a man. John Moxley is making his way out through the crowd. He is not a happy camper after what happened last week, both after the attack and after Hangman Page got physical with Renee, shoving her out of the way. He jumps over the barricade, grabs a mic, rolls into the ring, and you can just tell he has a lot on his mind that he wants to get off his chest. Moxley just looks at him and says, do you honestly want us to believe this crap? I never trusted you, Page. In fact, I don't trust you. I don't trust your intentions. I don't trust you as a person. The only reason why you attacked me was because you've always been jealous of me. Jealous of how successful I've been. How I've made a name for myself. But you've always been an afterthought, haven't you, Paige? Even when you were the champion of a different company, you were the second, third, and sometimes even fourth afterthought. No one cared about you. No one ever will. Paige just kind of stares at Moxley and lifts his mic like he's going to talk, but he lowers it and kind of turns around like he's going to make his way out of the ring. Moxley walks to grab him, but when he turns him around, Paige hits him with a beer bottle out of nowhere right to the face. uh, Moxley is now completely busted open again from that chair shot, but now it's from the beer bottle, and Paige just stands over top of him completely punching that busted open spot over and over and over again. Moxley is bleeding heavily, but Paige refuses to get off of him. Referees are running down to stop, but nothing is helping. Finally, William Regal makes his way down to the ring, gets into it, tries to break it up, but all of a sudden, Paige turns and punches Regal right in the face. Paige realizes what he's done and slowly removes himself from the ring as the realization of what's just happened. Regal pulls himself up, makes sure Moxley is all right, and then and then Regal grabs the mic. Paige... You have been suspended indefinitely for your actions. And in fact, your contract with PBWF Mayhem is going to be in question from now on. So get out of here, and I don't want to see you again till I contact you. Paige just looks at him, turns around, walks out, and the final shot before we cut to commercial break is a zoom in on a bloody but very ticked off John Moxley as we cut to commercial break. Mm. We come back from commercial break, and commentary is kind of giving a medical update on John Moxley, saying that he is going undergoing concussion protocol, and that his participation in next week's quarterfinals is actually still up in the air. But we will have more information before the end of the night. That is not Scott Steiner. That is Jordan Grace making her way down to the ring. Glad you cleared that up. <laughs> Making her debut in PBWF Mayhem. She is making her way down to the ring. She is a powerhouse, the powerhouse in the women's division. We don't know who her opponent is, though. We are very, we don't know what's going to happen after Bailey's injury. We're not sure what's going to take place, what's going to happen. There's a moment of silence. We don't know what's happening. Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix music hits as she makes her way out to the ring. Jordan looks shocked, but is actually really happy to see Beth. As This is kind of a dream matchup for her, trying to face Beth Phoenix, someone who is idolizing after her, and they look very similar. Beth gets in the ring. The crowd is going crazy for Beth Phoenix. 
Jordan Grace is completely shocked but happy to see her. And as the bell rings, Jordan walks up to shake Beth's hand, but as she goes to shake it, Grace nails her with a clothesline, knocking her down. Beth struggles back to her, get back on her feet, but when she does, she eats another clothesline from Grace. Jordan picks her up, throws her into the corner, and crushes her with a running clothesline into the corner. Phoenix tries to fight back by landing a forearm and trying to stagger Grace. Uh, Grace is starting to stagger. Phoenix bounces off the ropes, but is met with a huge spine buster from Jordan Grace, knocking the wind out of Beth. Beth is near the corner. Grace climbs to the second rope and nails Beth with a cross body, but doesn't go for the pin. Just stares down the camera as we cut to commercial break. Come back from commercial break. Jordan Grace is in complete control, and Phoenix is in a really bad way. Grace begins to pick up Beth by the hair, but Beth is able to reverse it into a roll-up. One, two, but she's able to kick out. Beth is starting to fire up. She's starting to feel the energy, uh, adrenaline. Uh, she hits a clothesline to Grace. Hits another clothesline to Grace, sending Grace into the corner. Hits a running clothesline of her own, followed by a scoop slam to Jordan Grace. Beth staggers back into the corner. Grace is slowly starting to pull herself up, and all of a sudden, she hits a spear out of nowhere. Beth spears Jordan Grace. Looks at the hard cam, blows a kiss, and winks. Beth get, uh, picks up Grace for the glam slam, but as she goes to lift her, Grace is too strong and sends Beth flying forward with an arm drag. Beth comes charging in but gets hit with another spine buster. This time, Jordan Grace picks her up uh, into a running power, power bomb, picks her up one more time, hits the Grace driver. One, two, three. Jordan Grace has upset Beth Phoenix to win, to move on to the two uh, conquest of champions for the women's championship. But Jordan Grace is celebrating and then grabs a microphone. She says, no one knew me before I came to mayhem. No one thought I could hang in this women's division, but I am the women's division. And there isn't a man empress boss or EST that can stop me, especially not a washed up legend. Beth is slowly starting to sell her way up, but Gets drilled with another clothesline from behind. This sends Beth to the apron. Grace grabs her by the hair, goes through the middle rope, and hits another Grace driver from the apron to the floor. Grace starts to walk away. She she is kind of happy with what she's done, but she realizes, nah, that's not enough. She grabs Beth, rolls her back into the ring, grabs two steel chairs. She places one on top of uh, she places Beth's head on top of one, looks directly into the camera and yells, Take your wife back as she connects with a concerto. Jordan Grace stares down the camera as we cut to commercial break. How much time do I have left? Uh, sorry, it went blank. 16 minutes. Oh, we're good. We're coming back from commercial break. Beth Phoenix is being stretchered out of the ring and up the ramp. They get her to the top, and all of a sudden, Jordan Grace comes running back out. She's not done. She grabs the stretcher and throws the ramp, throws the stretcher off the ramp, crashing face first onto the floor. Officials are finally back out there. They pull Jordan Grace away. They're able to roll Beth out of the arena and into an ambulance. Edge needs to go get his wife. He does. <laughs> uh, backstage, Malachi Black finds Brody King and asks him, what happened? Where, where's Buddy? Brody says, I have no idea what happened, but this has got to stop. Someone is out to get us. Malachi Black says, don't worry. No one is going to be able to stop us. Wrestling has Cody Rhodes is making his PBWF Mayhem debut as he is taking on Malachi Black in one of the opening round matchups to face to win the PBWF Men's World Championship. 
There's the Cody Pyro that we're used to. Oh, it's still going. Hang on. I think we're done with the Pyro. Cody Rhodes makes his way to the ring. His peck is completely fine in our universe. He gets into the ring, no bruising, as he is ready to take on his opponent. I love that you're going to this music. Yeah, the other one I couldn't find, and it was too annoying, so we're just going to go with this one. I love this one anyway. I do too. Malachi Black is making his way to the ring. He is still wearing the mask and still doing the same entrance he has now, just a different music. <laughs> Makes his way to the ring. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. If you know anything about the two men's history together, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is this going to be a five-second match? It could be a 30-minute match. Who knows? The bell rings. Cody, though, Cody is a man that is looking for honor. He goes to shake Malachi Black's hand, but Black goes for the black mask, which misses. Cody is able to duck. Cody comes back with a fury of punches to Aleister Black, goes for a disaster kick, but is met with a knee right to the chin, staggering Cody against the ropes. Black lands a huge kick, sending Cody flying out of the ring to the floor. Black goes like he's going for the suicide dive, but jumps in the middle rope, flips backwards, sits down, and looks into the hard camera as we cut to commercial break. Come back from commercial. Cody is in a bad way as he is able to get a little momentum uh, when Black sends Cody into the rope, but is able to counter it with a disaster kick, rocking Malachi Black. Cody starts to fire up, lays, laying in clothesline after clothesline, sending Black into the corner. And Cody goes for the flying back elbow, but Black is able to catch him and plants him neck first with a German suplex into the turnbuckle. Cody is staggering back, but gets met with the combination that Malachi Black does. He goes for the flying knee at the end, the bicycle knee at the end, but Cody catches it and pops him up into a powerbomb. One, two, Malachi is able to kick out. Cody waits for Black to get up as he is signaling for the Cody Cutter. He jumps off the rope for the Cody Cutter, but boom, out of nowhere, a Black Mass. One, two, three, Malachi Black moves on and will face the winner of tonight's main event in next week as the quarterfinals happen. Malachi Black is celebrating in the ring. The lights go out. The spotlight comes on Malachi Black. On the Titantron, once again, we see Buddy Matthews being strung up. We don't know where he's at. And all of a sudden, you just see on the Titantron, I'll see you real soon. As we cut to commercial break. Mm. Come back from commercial break. Renee finally catches up with Malachi Black and asks him, what's going on with all these blackouts? Like, what? Why are you being attacked? Who have you pissed off? What is going on? Black says that whoever is responsible for this will pay for all of it because no one messes with the House of Black. Black walks into his locker room and finds Brody King now is missing. He has no idea where Brody King is, and the entire locker room is a complete mess. What is going on with the House of Black? Triple H and Wardlow are making their way out to the ring as he has asked for this time from William Regal to talk about Wardlow's future in PBWF Mayhem. Obviously, Seth Rollins has gotten a lot of attention. FDR has gotten a lot of attention. But what is in store for the powerhouse Wardlow? Triple H grabs the mic and says that he is proud of revision so far in Mayhem. Seth Rollins defeated Samoa Joe. FDR has a chance to win the tag team championships. But he hasn't given Wardlow his time to shine yet. But he wants to give him that opportunity. In fact, next week, Triple H has handpicked an opponent for Wardlow to show his dominance against next week. 
So everyone has that to look forward to next week. A-town. Oh no. Oh no. Austin Theory is slowly making his way out to the ring. He's got his neck brace on from where Miro absolutely <laughs> murdered him a couple weeks ago. He's got a microphone in his hand as he's walking down. Cut the music. He says, I am sick and tired of what is happening here in Mayhem and what's happening here in PBWF altogether. They got a lookalike on me, a revolution. I don't know what's happening. In fact, Triple H, I was once the protege of your father-in-law. You should find a place for me in your revision. Triple H puts his armor on Austin Theory and says, you know what? If you want a chance to get in revision, I'll give you the chance. You have to survive one minute with Wardlow. <laughs> I'll let you in. Before Theory can even answer, Wardlow lays him out from behind with, with a clothesline. He picks him up and doesn't hit one, doesn't hit two, doesn't even hit four. Lays him out with six power bombs to Theory. Wardlow places his foot on Theory's chest. Triple H gets down one, <laughs> two, three, about 30 seconds. Austin Theory does not get in revision. Wardlow <laughs> looks like the animal that he is as we cut to commercial break. <laughs> I just like killing Austin Theory, if you can't tell. <laughs> we come back from commercial break. <laughs> Commentary begins to run on the card for next week's quarterfinals for the men's tournament. As next week, the winner of tonight's main event will be facing Malachi Black. Kenny Omega faces Shinsuke Nakamura. Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. And breaking news. John Moxley has refused to back out of the tournament. So his match with MJF will take place next week. Wardlow will face his mystery opponent, and the final woman will be determined as Asuka will be taking on the EST, Bianca Belair. But tonight, tonight's about the main event. Keith Lee makes his way as he is making his PBWF Mayhem debut, looking to move on to the tournament as he would be a great world champion. Let's see if he can get it done as he gets into the ring. And his opponent is... Kevin Owens makes his way out, looking determined, looking determined to become the first ever PBWF Mayhem champion. As they get into the, as my notes go flying. As they get into the ring, the bell rings. Kevin Owens is trying everything he can to get Keith Lee off of his feet. He tries to hit clothesline after clothesline. Nothing happens. He fails to do so. Keith Lee runs straight through Kevin Owens with one of those pot, uh, body clotheslines that he does. Uh, and then he gets up and clotheslines Kevin Owens over the top rope. Keith Lee goes flying, hits a top rope suicida, crashing Kevin Owens as we cut to commercial break oh. sad part is he can actually do that <laughs> no, that's true that's very true all right segment 10 keith lee is still in full control of this match uh keith lee pushes kevin owens into the ropes followed by a huge crossbody. one two kick out keith lee climbs to the top rope goes for a huge frog splash but kevin owens is able to roll out of the way sending keith lee crashing and burning owens then hits a running uh senton on top of lee Rolls to the outside and does something new. He hits a springboard frog splash on the onto Keith Lee. One, two. Keith Lee is able to kick out. Kevin Owens tries to pick up Keith Lee, but when he does, he gets back body dropped. Keith Lee then pulls himself up, goes for a clothesline, but Kevin Owens ducks it, sending Keith Lee flying to the outside. 
Kevin Owens returns the favor by hitting a top rope suicide at this time of his own. He rolls Keith Lee back into the ring, goes for the cover. One, two, kick out as we cut to commercial break. We come back from commercial break. Kevin Owens is climbing to the top rope, but Keith Lee is able to kip up, jump up to the top rope, and nails Kevin Owens with a Spanish fly. What? One, two, kick out from Kevin Owens. What? He can do it. It's, it's ridiculous. I know. It's ridiculous. Keith Lee picks up KO for the spirit bomb, but Kevin Owens is able to roll through, kicks the back of Keith Lee's leg, somehow picks him up and plants him with a package pile driver. Kevin Owens goes for the stunner, but Keith Lee is able to reverse it into a spirit bomb. One, two, Kevin Owens is barely able to get his foot onto the rope at the last second. Keith Lee get, uh, picks up KO for the big bang, but this time he is able to roll up Keith Lee. One, two, kick out, but as he gets up, stunner from Kevin Owens. One, two, three. Kevin Owens is moving on to face Malachi Black next wow. week as the quarterfinals is completely set. Who will be the first ever PBWF men's champion? Find out as we continue the road to conquest of champions. Wow. That was a little upset in my opinion. Yeah. Not that, not that KO is not worthy, but that's a little bit of an upset. <laughs> uh, I love that both of our shows have this mystery craziness that's yes. going on that nobody can figure out. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? The lights are going out. Did we not pay our electric bill or something? Uh, but I love that that's happening. Man, Jordan Grace. Like, I almost inserted myself in the middle. Like, and Ed shows up, and here he is. <laughs> Felt bad for Beth Phoenix. You got to make you got to make the young talent look strong. I know. You got to make them look strong. And who else to, you know, than Beth? Right. That's, that was a good surprise, though. Like, I definitely didn't expect Beth Phoenix Sad you broke up my marriage, but it's fine. Whatever. Um, good stuff. I enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah. Um, it was very, very good. Um, don't like the Young Bucks, but we all know that. Anyway. All right, man. Great match. That is going to do it for week three. It was a great match. Uh, that is going to do it for week three of PBWF. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, we welcome your feedback at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, make sure you give us a follow, interact with us. Make sure you're following along for not only these shows on Mondays, but our Thursday shows where we talk all current product stuff. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast. And, of course, on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. Hope you guys are having fun with PBWF. I know we're having no, fun. I'm having a blast. This is so much fun. It's a lot of fun. If if nobody else listened to it, I'm I'm just enjoying it myself. So does <laughs> it does it like consume your mind as much as it does yes. me? Oh yes. Like all the time. Yeah. You start thinking of stuff. Yeah. Like I'll be like on the way home and I'm like, that's a good storyline. I wonder who I could let's let's try to fit some people into that. Well, like, like you're sitting there talking about something and immediately I had one pop in my head. I'm like, oh, I need something to write that down. Well, like, I got, you know. Obviously, I didn't know TSF was gonna be in your in your tag team battle royal. And so after hearing that, I was like, I got to throw the theory thing in. Right. Especially if you, since you did the Gargano thing, right. I had to throw the theory thing in. Shout out to those boys. We <laughs> love you, even though I put you out of the Battle Royal really, really early. Still love you. Hey, they eliminated the Usos. That's a big deal. They did eliminate the Usos. That is correct. And we'll get some follow-up from that next <laughs> week. All right. That being said, for Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Brad Beal couldn't be with us, um, but we uh, wish him a speedy recovery and what's going on. And next week, Hope you will come back to join us for the go home show before our pay-per-views. 
Um, and then we'll make sure to clear up our pay-per-view card, give you a nice preview for the show and all that kind of stuff. Coming up on the Go Home Show next week, it will be week four. Coming up for Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Buncher. Thanks for hanging out with us on the PBWF, Pipe Bomb Wrestling Federation as part of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you guys down the road.